this is going to bring up story time. I like to get the story out there because it brings awareness to women going in the field. I think they need to hear this. Yeah. Um, so my very first job I applied to, the guy hired me. And I walked in there. I was so excited. It was my first field job. I was like, this is going to be so awesome. I walk in the door and all the guys are in this round table area and they're all drinking their coffee and they're like, okay guys, uh, this is Melissa, our new installer. And one of the guys immediately was like, that's who you're replacing me with. At Cool Air Products, we developed AC Smart Seal Quick Shot with professionals in mind. It's the only product on the market that's three in one with sealant, lubricant, and UV dye all in a single application. It's non-toxic, non-flammable, 100% safe to the touch, eco-friendly, and compatible with all refrigerants. It's a safe solution option, backed by years of R&D, Intertech tested, and has sealed millions of leaks. AC Smart Seal, the professional's choice. So the clip you heard off the top was Melissa Yarb, HVAC installer down in Clearwater, Florida, talking about one of her first experiences walking into a shop full of men. Okay, this is her one of her first employment experiences in the field walking into a shop full of male techs. And the vibe and the feedback she got from one person in particular. Now, the, the trades are predominantly owned by men predominantly owned by men at the moment that's changing every day it's changing every month it's changing every year groups like women and hvacr you go into that group there's a ton of women that's involved in the trades that are raising the bar every day and if men are scared of women coming into the trade or men don't like women coming into the trade that means they're scared they're scared of change maybe they're scared that a woman can do the job better i don't know I personally love it and I know the majority does, but there's a handful of people that, that for some reason have this mentality that Melissa ran into as you heard off the top. Anyway, we're going to get into a conversation with Melissa about her experiences in the trade, some of her favorite tools, what she does on a daily basis and some advice for, for girls and women that maybe want to enter the trade as a career or a second career. So stay tuned, guys. It's the HVAC Know It All podcast. I'm your host, Gary McCready. Okay, Melissa, how you doing? Good. How are you doing? Um, I'm all right. So I'm glad we got uh, on this uh, this call here because I don't know. Do you know Rick Resigno? You know that name or not? He's very active in the Women in HVAC group on Facebook. Um, I post a lot of pictures on there and he follows me on that page. Nice because he, him and I have a a pretty good relationship. Um, He's actually an admin in HVAC hub, which is a Facebook group. Okay. He's a moderator. I'm the admin. He's a moderator. He helps out in the group and he's been on my podcast three times, I think two, two or three times. And, And we've spoken back and forth a bunch of times. And he's the one that said, He's like, you got to check out this Melissa Yarb chick because she's, she's killing it. She's killing it. And I'm like, okay, you know what? 
I got to get more, uh, more ladies on the podcast. So you're, you're the third female that's been on the podcast. Awesome. Sweet. Thank you for having um, me. I, we need to have, we need to have more of you because you guys are coming, coming through the, coming up through the woodwork. Like everywhere I look, there's a new female in, in the trades, like almost every single day. Yeah. We're out there. We're a little bit dispersed, you know, a couple in every state or whatever, but we're yeah. trying to get more women to encourage, like encourage them to get out there. So I, we, we need to get your story. So how did you end up getting into the trade of HVAC? Oh, so I always kind of knew like growing up and in high school that I was never really going to go to like a normal college. Okay. Um, so, but after high school, I didn't really know what to do. So I was kind of working every fast food joint you could possibly think of. Uh, McDonald's, Boston Market, all that kind of good stuff. My last one was Dunkin' Donuts. Um, and there was a customer that came in there every day with this big book and this tool bag. And I was like, you know, what, what are you doing with all that every day? And he said, Oh, I go down to school to like down the street. And yeah. I was like, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm tired of doing this. And he's like, well, you should go check it out. You know, the, the HVAC class. So I went to the school and as soon as I walked in there, they were like, Oh, are you here for the nursing or the cosmetology? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, um, no, I'm actually here for the HVAC course. So they took me through the school and I saw all the tools like in this glass display case. And I was like, Oh, that sounds so awesome. So I signed up that day and got in school and kind of went from there. So how long ago was that? Um, that was five years ago. Okay. So you went to school, um, for how long? It was actually only two years, two not years long before. at all. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. I mean, that's typical. I mean, I went to a two year course myself oh, did uh, you? when Where I started at? out, uh, it was, it's a school called Humber college. It's in Toronto, Ontario, because that's, that's where I'm based out of. That's, I didn't ask you, where, where are you from? I am from Clearwater, Florida. Clearwater, Florida. There's a lot yeah. of HVAC technicians down in Florida. There's a lot of work to be done in Florida. It's oh, really hot down here. I, I, I know. It gets, um, it gets very humid and, and very hot. So, I mean, and, and there's a lot of people that, that move to Florida, too. Actually, there's a lot of Canadians that live in Florida, to be honest with you. So, you went to school in Florida. And are you fully working now as a technician installer? Like, what is your role? And, and, and like, how, where are you working? Residential, commercial? Oh, so it's taken me a long time to figure out what company I wanted to work for. Um, I did a lot of bouncing around trying to figure out, you know, what was a good fit for me. Um, but I've actually been at my company now for almost three years. Uh, I'm an installer there. So I'm replacing systems, condensers, air handlers. Um, so that's what I do there. Are you the only female tech or installer at the company? I am the only female out in the field. The only other females we have are office staff. Or in the office. So, yeah. so did you find when you first got to your company, like when, when you first um, walked in the door and you applied, how did, how did that happen? Did you do it in person? Did you send a resume? Was it online? So when I first started doing this, like right out of school, yeah. Um, the jobs that I would apply for, they would automatically assume that I was there for a dispatch position. Mm -hmm. They would be like, oh, well, we don't have any openings for that. And I'm like, that's not what I'm here for. 
Um, and then, you know, of course, everybody's shocked. Um, but yeah, it took me, it took people a long time to figure out, you know, where I actually wanted to be. So once you started to work, like once you, once you got hired and, and you got a van and you had tools and you started to work, how was the, um, how was the guys you're working with? Are they, are they cool or are they, did they kind of give you a hard time at first or like, how did that all happen? This is going to bring up story time. I like to get the story out there because it brings awareness to women going in the field. I think they need to hear this. Yeah. Um, so my very first job I applied to, the guy hired me and I walked in there. I was so excited. It was my first field job. I was like, this is going to be so awesome. I walk in the door and all the guys are in this round table area and they're all drinking their coffee and they're like, okay guys, uh, this is Melissa, our new installer. And one of the guys immediately was like, that's who you're replacing me with. Core removal tools are all the rage these days. Everybody's using them in their evacuation setup, right? Navax core removal tool is the only one that I know of that's two in one. So you don't, you only need to buy one tool. It's got a quarter inch and a five sixteenths fitting on it. And it's rated down to 20 microns for those of you that like to do your rise and decay test. You're not gonna have to worry about the tool leaking or sucking back in air during that test, showing that your micron level is rising, thinking, thinking that you have a leak in the system. So you don't have to worry about that. 20 microns and it's a two-in-one tool. Refrigeration Technologies Big Blue Soap is the best leak checking soap on the market because John Pastorello, CEO of Refrigeration Technologies, used to be an HVAC tech and developed it for his own work purposes. Now he's created a formula that creates micro bubbles. So it gets in there, it gets into that fitting and you see those micro bubbles. If it's a very, very slow leak, those micro bubbles, they start popping out. I did a podcast with John a couple of months back where he talked about the science of bubbles and bubble surface tension. It's very interesting. If you guys want to go back, find it and listen to it. So those are the best bubbles on the market as far as I'm concerned for finding leaks. True Tech Tools, as always, Save 8% with promo code KNOWITALL. And funny enough, Big Blue Soap Bubbles, all Refrigeration Technologies products and all Navax products fall under that 8% off with promo code KNOWITALL at True Tech Tools. And XOI Technologies, last but not least, the promo code is still on, Tech Promo. If you go to the landing page, you get 30 days free and a $500 cash reward if you sign up for their platform. Their platform is about capturing, coaching, using information that you use on see on job sites, capturing it, showing your customer to help generate more revenue by letting your customer know what's wrong through visuals, through a video, through pictures. Send a link directly from the app to your customer so they can view it. Pretty cool stuff. That landing page will be in the podcast notes. This segment of the podcast is brought to you by Harago, a trades-only platform helping you find the right job 
or the right candidate. Harago.com, best in trade. Like he, was, he obviously had had some like past problems in the company where uh-huh. he obviously felt threatened that somebody else was coming into the workplace, especially like a woman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so the boss was just kind of like, you know, well, it is now. And he just kind of made it known that, you know, I'm so glad that he did that because it made me feel like I was supposed to be there. Um, but that was a really hard thing for me. You know, I was like, I'm not like trying to replace anybody. You know, I'm just trying to be here and do my thing like all the rest of you guys. But that, that was like a one and done every other place that all the other guys that I've worked for, you know, had no problem answering my questions. Um, when I asked them and you know, the guys that I work with now are great. They're a little grumpy, but I, I couldn't really tell you an <laughs> installer who isn't grumpy. <laughs> yeah. So, but they've all been really great and supportive. So the, this person that you were replacing, why was he there still? Like, I don't get that. I don't know. I don't understand how somebody gets to that point. I, I don't know if he had a bad day before that or what that was all about, but I, the boss was done with him, I guess. So I stepped in and that was that. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. So what I, what I always say, and I, I've posted this recently on Instagram, might've been Facebook too, but anytime that somebody has any doubt in you, they, or any hate towards you, what you got to do, and I, it seems like you've done this, you take that doubt and you take that hate and you turn it into fuel and, and you let that fuel make you a better person, right? Yeah. So did that kind of happen for you when, when through that situation? Yeah, it kind of really did. You know, a similar instance happened in school as well. Um, I was asking a lot of questions, obviously. I'm just like that kind of person. I have to know things. Um, <laughs> but he was, I guess, tired of my questions. And he was just kind of like, we need to move on. You know, if you're not going to understand this, then, you know, you can, you know, just give up. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm here to learn just like you are, you know, that was a student or the teacher. That was a student. Yeah. And he actually ended up moving to night classes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I have like this Aurora around me that, but I'm not, I'm not taking the crap, you know? So you won. I win. Yeah. Good for you. So back to, back to the company you're at now, is this how many companies you've been to? So this is like two, three. No, this is going to sound really bad, but it's actually like four or five. (laughs) And I think most of it was honestly me because I was trying to figure out where I wanted to be in this field. Yeah. You know, I started out as an install helper, you know, then I went to service for a little while. I did new construction for a little bit. And then, you know, I was just like, I really liked when I was installing. So when I came to the company that I am now, I made sure that they knew that that's what I wanted to do. And I wouldn't be moving to, I didn't want to do sales either. Sales was not my thing. So I just want to go out, work with my tools, deal with one customer a day, (laughs) and then, you know, go home. So it's mostly residential stuff you're doing, right? It is residential. Yes. Okay. So the way it works is like maybe a service technician goes on a service call. Maybe the unit's old, needs mm-hmm. to be replaced. Somebody comes yep. in, they do all the 
sales pitch and that, and then you go in and do the install. Correct. Okay. Do you any, do you do any of the commissioning or startups or anything like that as well? Or does somebody else come in and do that afterwards? Nope. We all do our own startups. Um, Excuse me. We do have uh, electricians that come out to the job or sometimes if we're doing furnaces, which isn't really a lot of the time in Florida, we'll have a plumber come out to do the flue stack and stuff like that. So we just kind of like strictly deal with the AC and the electricians and plumbers do their thing and then it all comes together. That's interesting that a, uh, a plumber comes and does the venting. So where we are, um, we have a lot of heating, right? Because we're, we're North and mm-hmm. we, have, we have, I've said it a million times. We have hot, humid summers because we're around the great lakes. So we have a lot of water, right? Um, yeah. you guys have a lot of water too, because you're, you're right by the, uh, Oh, we're know, surrounded and, by it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but in the winter time, we also get really cold. So we work with a lot of natural gas. So you need to be a licensed gas technician to touch anything that's gas fired. Um, so down, down in Florida is, is a gas license a thing or no, like a natural gas license? I'm honestly not really sure. I know other companies that I've worked for when we install furnaces, you know, we would do all the gas piping and all the electrical disconnects and all that stuff. I don't think that we really needed a specific license for that, but don't quote me on that because I have no idea. <laughs> it, it's, it's weird. It's everywhere is different. And Florida is a, a state that I know where you don't actually, you can just get like an EPA card and get in a truck and start running calls and installs. From what I understand, that's how it works. But a lot of in Canada, it's, it's very strict, especially, and I'm sure there's a lot of states and, and cities and towns that have unions and, um, yeah, yeah. It, it is true because a, a gentleman I spoke to Jamie on the podcast, he was like, same thing. It was union. So union refrigerator, refrigeration guy can only do refrigeration union sheet metal guy can only do sheet metal and you can't touch anybody else's job. Right. Um, I, th- I think Florida is a little bit different, right. Than, than, than yeah. Than I don't think it's of. really like that. No. Okay. So that's, that's the way it is up here. So I mean, we need a gas license to work on gas and we need a refrigeration license to work on the AC side of things. And then you sign up for a five-year apprenticeship in the beginning and you do three blocks of schooling. So you got to get like eight or 9,000 hours of apprenticeship before you can actually write the test to become a technician, which is called a a CFQ, a certificate of qualification. So, I mean, but I know people that have gone through that and they're not very good technicians because they don't really apply themselves. They don't take the time to learn um, after hours or after school or on their own time. The mm-hmm. people, the people I find um, that are in all of these groups like Facebook and on Instagram, they read posts, people that listen to podcasts, um, people that, that read HVAC articles and blogs. They're very passionate about the trade and they learn so much that way. And you being very, um, very upfront on social media with, with your stuff. I'm, I'm sure that you get a lot of good comments and feedback about your jobs and I'm sure it helps you learn as well. Right. Yeah. Every day, every day, there's always something to learn. You know, you could, there's always continuing education, which my boss makes sure that, you know, we get to train classes or Lennox classes or usually classes that like are specific to the equipment that we're working on. So, um, and also even YouTube, but you got to find the good stations like Gray Furnace Man or, yeah, you, you know, something like that. So, um, 
it's never ending. Honestly, what I was learning in school, the thermostats in the book were mercury bulb thermostats. You know how many mercury (laughs) bulb thermostats I've installed? Absolutely zero. So you got to take it upon yourself to go and learn those things. Yeah. Yeah, you really do. So do you enjoy the social media aspect of kind of showing what you're doing and and kind of, kind of just being upfront with social media? Do you enjoy that aspect? I do. Um, a lot of my pictures on the Facebook group of women in HVACR, they're real time. Like I'm out in the field sweating, you know, I'm, I'm taking pictures of my wet rag that's panduit strapped to my head. You know, these, these are the things that we deal with out in the field and it's real and people need to see it. Yeah, exactly. So like if you were going to give some advice to young females or even females that are a little bit older, because there's even males that come into the trade around 30, 35. Some even ask um, at the age of 40 because they're just sick of sitting at a desk typing on a computer. They, they want to do something different. Um, what kind of advice would you give them to, to say, hey, come over to the trades and try it instead of doing something else like going to university for four years to get a degree in business or accounting or something? Like that? <laughs> um. I think trades are beneficial in more aspect than just money. Um, So that's always been a big motivator for me. I could tell you that when I bought this house that I'm sitting in today, it needed an overhaul. I had to do the hot water heater myself. I installed my brand new air conditioning system. You know, I, I did all that for probably an eighth of the price of what my customers pay. So it's always good to have a skill that you can use in everyday life to even help yourself out, maybe help your mom out. Um, you know, her air conditioning's broke down in the middle of the night. Maybe I can go help mom out. So you always want to, you know, that's a good thing. And then also, you know, you get to see something new every day doing this. I work on rooftops. I work under houses, which isn't that great. But, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, you meet new people, you do new things. Every day is different. I mean, it's definitely way better than a desk job. Um, It's not for everybody, but you know, if you want something new and something fun, something you can do with your hands, I would definitely suggest a field in HVAC. So speaking about using your hands to work, what are some of the tools that you like using the most? Like when you, um, when you're flaring or, or swedging or, or brazing, um, even starting the machine up and, and throwing on some gauges, what kind of tools are you using to do all that kind of stuff? Um, obviously my favorite tool is the oxygen acetylene torch. That was my favorite thing to learn in school. Nice everybody's afraid of me when I have the fire in my hands, but well, I what, have it on. Let, let me ask you this. What do you set your oxyacetylene pressures to? Because that was a post I put out recently and the numbers were all over the place. Um, that's okay because I have no idea what it's set to because my regulators are actually broken at the moment. <laughs> but um, I, before they got broken, cause I'm sure they're the same setting they were before they like things went everywhere, but it was five and five. It's actually good that your regulators are broken and you are still brazing because you know, the feel of the, the torches. Yeah. That, that was some of the answers that some of the techs came back with 
my gauges are broken. I just light them up and go by the feel of the flame, right? Yeah, it's just uh, got to be a certain size, you know, bigger for bigger pipes, smaller for smaller pipes. Exactly. So besides the torches, what else are you using that you really enjoy using? Um, my new favorite thing is to cut pass-throughs with my new, um, I'm going to sound like a girl right now, the, the vibrator uh, tool. I forget what it's called. What are you, what are you, sorry, what are you cutting? A multi-tool. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, the multi-tool to cut pass-throughs. Um, it's better than a sawzall, so that's yeah. my new favorite toy. Um, but definitely all my Milwaukee power tools, you know. That was the next thing I was going to ask you is, are you using Milwaukee? Because that's, that's what everybody seems to be going towards these days. Like all the younger kids are going to Milwaukee. Like I've always used DeWalt just because I started with DeWalt and because the batteries you could interchange and stuff like that. So I didn't go with, but I think that I'm leaning towards going with Milwaukee next time I, I try. Something. I started with DeWalt too. And then actually my fiance turned me on to Milwaukee and he's like, look at all these attachments they have. And he's like, I have to have them all. It's like Pokemon. You got to collect them all. <laughs> I seen, um, I seen a cutoff tool, a mini cutoff tool. You could hold it in your one hand mm-hmm. and it'd be perfect for cutting uh, like threaded rod or the shafts off of uh, like a, a, if you install a condenser fan but the, it's like a rescue motor but in the shaft is way too long mm-hmm. cut it off um yeah. there's all kinds of things you can do with it and i think it was only like like 160 or 170 bucks and it, and it looked really like really cool so yeah so you, you got your um your torches and your milwaukee's what what kind of hand tools are you using um hand tools i really don't spend a lot of money on yeah just because i lose them in the attic they fall in the insulation and they go to the the attic trolls they steal everything yeah (laughs) yeah i've i I don't know how many hand tools i've left in ceiling spaces or dropped in behind um uh like large air handlers where you can't get to the back anymore Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's, it's it's just an ongoing thing right so every time so I guess going forward, you being a, a female in the trades, what is your next step? Do you want to become a, a technician that goes and does service calls? Do you want to become, do you, do you want to go into sales later on? Like what do you see or own your own company? What do you see in the future? I honestly do not have a next step forward right now. I really am just happy just installing Um, like I said, I did the service calls for a while. I don't like being on call and it's just a personal thing for me because when I was working at a company and I was on call, they would send me out to like Southside St. Petersburg at like one o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. So I just stepped away from, you know, service in the aspect, just because I don't want to be on call. It's like one of my main things. Um, and I think some service positions, they're a lot like sales and I'm really just not interested in that either. So maybe my own company one day, but I'm not really too sure right now. Well, I mean, you got, um, you got lots of time. I mean, you've only been right now for five years and yeah. uh, I mean, you, you got tons, a, a lot of people don't even start their own company until they're like later 30s or, or early 40s a lot of people do it when they're young they're like i'm getting in now before i get married and have kids and stuff like that 
And a lot of people do it later. I guess it's just, it depends where you are in your life and preferences and stuff like that. And I agree with you, the on-call thing, it sucks. Like I've been on call now. <laughs> it does. I've been on call for 20, to 21 years. I, I wasn't on call when I first started because I was still learning. They didn't want me doing after hours calls by myself. Right. So I'd say about after a year or so I was doing, doing on call. So it's, it's been about, yeah, it's been about 20, 21 years or so I've been on call and yeah, it, it, it sucks. But the way we do it at my company, it's a little bit different than some other companies do it. Most companies take a full week. You're on call. This is your week. So we, yeah. do, we do weekends where you get one weekend every two months or every two and a half months because we got about 12 guys. Um, and then you do one weekday about every two and a half weeks. So the weekdays just, you don't even really notice them because half the time right. you don't get a call. It's the weekends that suck because I got a young family and it, planning around all of that stuff is, is difficult. So, I mean, luckily the schedule comes out three months ahead of time and you can, you can plan, but there's always, th- you, you gotta, you, there's always times where you got to switch with someone. Like I'm yeah. busy that weekend, I got to say, oh, but that I'm busy, so I can't. And it just causes a, a headache. So I am, I am ready to be off the on-call list. So I'm, I'm with you on that. I bet. <laughs> okay, so Melissa, I've taken up enough of your time and I think we've learned a lot about you. So if there's anything else you'd like to put out there, um, advice-wise or motivational-wise for any any females that are, I know, I know we touched on this earlier, but is there any motivational tips or just anything at all that you want to put out there before we, we head off? Um, can I actually get a shout out to the women in HVACR? Of course you can. So I'm only one of many. There's over 600 members in women of HVACR. It's a national organization. Um, so if you're a woman or you support other women in the industry, please go check out women at hvacr.org. Um, okay. And you can also check them out on Facebook, women in HVACR. And you can follow my fab adventures as an installer in Clearwater, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I want you to text me that website address and I'll put it in the podcast uh, notes. Okay. So everybody okay. can, uh, can check it out and then link in. And for hopefully, sure, sure. hopefully some more females are going to listen to this and, and feel motivated and, and start heading into the trades because there's a lot, like I said, in the beginning, you guys are coming out of the woodwork everywhere I turn. There's a plumber, an electrician, um, yeah, HVAC tech, HVAC installer. And I'm going to tell you right now, are you on Instagram by any chance? You know what? You're like the second person to ask me this in a week and I do not have an Instagram, believe it or you, not. You should, if you, if you like your group that you're in and you find it, um, uplifting, you should get on Instagram because the HVAC crowd on Instagram, it's a lot of, there's a lot of HVAC technicians on Instagram, a lot, but it's close knit and I'll tell you, and I'll tell you how close knit it is. So there was a gentleman by the name of Victor. I don't know his last name. I may have known it, but I just can't remember it right now. And he goes by the name of HVAC Mafia. That's just something, he <laughs> just something he just something he started for fun, right? Because he, I think he, what he does is he runs a crew of technicians for uh, a company called Parker and Sons out in Arizona. Okay. So unexpectedly, I don't know where. Yesterday, I'm looking at my feed. Victor passed away. Um, 
Oh no. Yeah, he wasn't. I don't know what happened. I don't know the details of anything. All is, I know he passed away and it's confirmed. And his HVAC mafia symbol, I'm telling you right now, about half of the HVAC technicians on Instagram changed their symbol, their avatar, oh <laughs> to, his, to his symbol. That's awesome. And the shout outs, um, the condolences, the, the, there's a, a GoFundMe page, everybody's donating to it, and it's, it's very tight knit. So if you want to join a tight knit group of people, um, you should set up an, a, an Instagram account because, because there's a lot of good HVAC te- technicians on there. You can learn a lot from them. And like I said, it's a very close group. All right. Sounds great. So like I said, I did take up enough of your time. So I appreciate you getting onto the podcast with me. No problem. Thank you for having right. me. Yeah. And when you join Instagram, follow me and I'll follow you right back. So that was a good one. I learned a lot about Melissa, as did you. Now, whether you're male or female and you're thinking about the trades or you're in the trade already, just know that you've you've picked something that is honorable because you're going to work hard every day. You're going to learn. You're going to go home at the end of the day knowing that you did something good, that you helped somebody out. And just make sure that you do your job to the best of your ability. You don't want to be laying in bed at the end of the day going to bed going, man, I wish I did that differently. Man, I wish I stayed an extra 10 minutes and put some more zip ties on that control wire because it would have looked way nicer. So when you drive home at the end of the day or you go to bed at the end of the day, don't have anything in your mind that's going to keep you struggling as to I should have did that better because as I say, it takes five minutes to be a better tech. Five minutes. Please don't take that literally. It just means take the extra time and the extra steps to do the little things because those little things matter. Okay. And being in a trade, you're going to, you're going to learn, you're going to progress over time. And if you become very, very good at what you do, there's going to be tons of opportunities out there. So so keep learning. Don't stop learning. There's tons and tons of females getting into the trades. I love it. Melissa is just one of them, one of many. So As we progress here with the podcast, we will have more females on as guests so we can find out how they're enjoying the trades, find out how they got into the trades and how they're kicking some ass out there. Anyway, guys, that's the podcast. Thank you, Melissa. You're welcome back anytime. I'm out, guys. Happy HVAC.